Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire on this Thursday, August 12th. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for the next hour, as we delve into the topics for the night, which will include men in women's prisons and how well that isn't going. We're also going to be talking about how the Supreme Court does not have your back and probably hasn't for quite a while at this point, and the ultra-deadly and super-scary new COVID variant. You should probably just never leave your house again, guys. Just warning you, super-scary stuff. We're going to be getting into all of that and more. But before we start off with the show, I do want to remind you that you guys can always find my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Anywhere you can find podcasts, please go and subscribe to me on those platforms because even if I get a suspension from YouTube or I get banned from YouTube, I will still do my show in podcast format. So go make sure you're following me there as well as my website, savsaysofficial.com. And on my Odyssey channel, the link is down below. I have a lot of videos on there that cannot live here on YouTube, but you can go check them out over there. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Now, I love how I start every single show now by telling you guys what I was going to title the show and then decided to title it. And uh, today we went with the title of, I don't even know what I wrote, like, does science even exist anymore? Because I was originally going to write only bigots believe in science. But the Word science in itself has been so manipulated, you know, over the past two years. Trust the science, trust the science. They don't even like trust using the word science at this point because it has been so manipulated. So I basically titled this, Does Science Even Exist Anymore? Because as we already know in this country, we've reached peak insanity. And every single time I think it can't get crazier, it somehow does. I don't know how, but it, it continues to you know go down that path. And what we're going to be talking about today is pronouns, the fact that, does anybody else ever do this? Do you ever just sit back and think about how we live in a country where you can't say only women can get periods because people will call you a bigot for it and tell you that new science books have come out that said that men can actually get periods now? Do you ever sit back and think about the fact that we live in a country where people say birthing people instead of women because they want to be inclusive? That we have parents who are raising babies that I've literally played videos of a transgender woman, a.k.a. biological man, trying to breastfeed a baby. Does anybody ever kind of just take a step back and realize that's where our country is at? Because I do, and it baffles me. I'm like, wow, this is really the state of not only our country, but the world. And... On Slightly Offensive, the show that I work on with Elijah Schaefer, we're constantly going over TikToks and all of these crazy new pronouns that these teenagers are coming out with. They're like, oh yeah, I identify as a pizza today. I identify as a cat. I'm not joking. Like These are things that these teenagers have said. They change their gender every five minutes. They have different sexualities. We have the American Medical Association as well who's saying that we should be taking sex and gender off birth certificates to continue this type of insanity. And that's where our country's at. The word science has been so manipulated that, you know, when you use the historical version of science, which typically means, you know, when a child is born, they're usually born with genitals and those genitals are usually a vagina or a penis and they're used to identify if you have a little boy or a little girl. We now have the American Medical Association trying to say that we shouldn't be delegating whether a child is a boy or a girl at birth and people are saying that their child should choose their gender when they decide. 
And I completely forgot that I did this clip too. I went to the Women's March back in the beginning of 2020 before everything shut down. I took a sign out there to the Women's March that read, only women can get periods. And guess what happened? People attacked me. They got pissed off. They tried to steal my sign because I went to the Women's March to actually advocate for women's rights. Why? Because only women can get periods. Only women can give birth. Men cannot do these things. And I'm tired of these psychopaths trying to take away from the difficulties that women do have to face and live through. Now, these are beautiful gifts from God, birth, you know, getting your period. Sorry to be gross to anybody in here that's a male. But this is these are not things that should be taken away by men, biological men. If you're a biological male, you cannot have a period. You cannot have a baby. You can't. Scientifically, traditional science, you cannot. Biologically, you cannot. But we now live in a country where I can get kicked off of a social media platform for saying those very things. And if I go out into the street with a sign that reads that, I get attacked for it. And I get told that I'm a white supremacist Nazi bigot. What? It's just baffling to me because sometimes just being so immersed in politics, I forget how insane everything is. And then I take a step back and I'm like, let me assess our country as if I was looking at it for the first time. And it's so disheartening, not even disheartening. It's not even funny. I don't even know how I feel about it at this point. It's just like, you're really saying birthing people? Are you kidding me right now? Now, let me go ahead and play you this video because I can talk to you until I'm blue in the face about all of this insanity, but I think you guys should just hear it for yourselves. This is your average teenager. Maybe I shouldn't say average. This is a small minority of teenagers who have gained a lot of followers on TikTok, again, a Chinese-owned social media app, which many speculate is used to turn the youth against America. I would say it's doing a good job. You know, the people who have these conspiracy theories about TikTok, I wouldn't even say it is a conspiracy theory at this point. But this is the type of content that is regularly circulated on TikTok and is influencing our youth. So let's go ahead and listen to, I guess, your average uh, gender-confused teenager in America. In my bio, I have the pronouns they, them, unless a pink heart and then a blue heart, right? This was because I originally came up with a color coding system of hearts to explain or show what gender I was feeling that day. So purple for they, them, like non-binary, pink for girl and blue for boy, right? But I've kind of just come to the conclusion that I'd like you all to use they, them for me unless I say otherwise, because for the most part, I always feel somewhere on the non-binary spectrum, however I'm presenting. And it's only on the rare occasion where I only feel female or only feel male that I would like you to use she or he. But that's not that often. And for most of the time, even if I am presenting masculinely, I'm fine with they. I'm always fine with they. But I'm, I have a difficult relationship with she sometimes and I have a difficult relationship with he sometimes. So always use they, them. If you don't know my pronouns, I hope to- Okay, first off, what the hell does it mean to feel male or feel female? And- Second off, I love how these people are like, um, I exist or I present as a male or female. What do you mean you present as a male or female? What do you mean you feel like a male? Or, that's absolutely ridiculous. This is a mental illness at this point. I'm going to go ahead and call it out for what it is. Because again, and I love this analogy, if you went to the doctor and asked them to cut off your fingers, they'd be like, yeah, you're kind of mentally insane. But you can go to the doctor and ask them to cut off your genitals. And that is celebrated and praised in America. 
So that's your um, average TikToker that's influencing the next generation of Americans. But of course, we know this is something that has also infiltrated our school systems. Uh, For example, this came out today from the Daily Wire. Colorado School District instructs teachers to avoid informing parents if their child shows persistent gender confusion. The second largest school district in Colorado is instructing teachers not to inform parents if their child shows persistent signs of gender confusion. Jefferson County Public School in the nearby Denver area sent out a toolkit for supporting transgender and gender expansive non-conforming students. Okay, first off, what the hell does that even mean? Gender expansive non-conforming students? No. Okay. What is this terminology? It's absolutely ridiculous. So they have this toolkit for teachers and the toolkit includes a picture of the gender unicorn, which claims that there is a difference between gender identity, gender expression, sex assigned at birth, and whom people are both physically and emotionally attracted to. So there's the gender unicorn to help influence your children if they don't have gender dysphoria, but they need help being pushed in the right direction by your local public school teacher. There's the gender unicorn to help out. One Jeffco parent reached out to the Daily Wire concerned that the school would not inform parents if their child is the over the age of 11, because apparently if um, the school staff believe that a gender identity or expression issue is presenting itself and creating difficulty for the child at school, then they'll approach the parents or guardians about the issue um, at the elementary level. But this is the part of the, the article we need to focus on right here. Now, the standards shift entirely for students in middle and high school. The guide claims that in some cases, notifying a child's parents can lead to a child being kicked out of the home. And this is a direct quote from this. In some cases, notifying parent parents and guardians carries risks for the students, such as being kicked out of the home, the guide reads. Prior to notification of any parent or guardian or guardian regarding the transition process, school staff should work closely with the students to assess the degree. If any, the parent or guardian will be involved in the process. So this guide is literally instructing teachers to talk with students about whether their parents or guardians should be involved with their lives. On top of that, the guide goes on to insist that asking girls to wear dresses and men to wear ties during a choir concert exacerbated unnecessary gender differences. And they suggested eliminating gendered roles in the choir, including identifying students by their voice part instead of by boys and girls. So... That's what's going on in Colorado schools right now. We have guides telling teachers, hey, uh, maybe we shouldn't have parents informed about what's going on with their child. And we as the school district should talk with the student about whether or not the parent should be involved in their lives. So that is your average public school system. And it's very sad to see the absolute state of our country. Um, A woman who said she was a Loudoun County teacher broke into tears addressing her school board because she said she was not going to honor the transgender pronoun policy because of her faith. She's a white Christian woman, and she told the board that she was going to be quitting her job there on the spot. I want to play this powerful video because it's heartbreaking to hear this teacher as she breaks out in tears because of the public school system and how they're indoctrinating our kids. I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. 
I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. And that beep at the end is them cutting her off because that's what happens at the school board meetings. That's what happens when you try to go to your local city council and have your voice heard. The government, the city council officials, the school board members, they don't care about your opinion. They don't care what you have to say. And they're just going to go ahead and silence you because nobody needs to hear the truth. Nobody needs to hear the opinions of the Americans who are actually being affected by these bad policies and how our children are being indoctrinated. Nobody needs to hear that. So we're just going to cut your microphone off. And it gets so much worse than that. It's not even a public school issue and the complete indoctrination of our children. We also have California that is now giving female inmates condoms and plan B after states force them to stay with transgenders. The state of California is reportedly offering contraceptives, including plan B to female inmates forced to stay with men identifying as transgender. Now, the Women's Liberation Front, a left-wing feminist organization that opposes gender, gender identity legislation due to its negative effects upon women and children, revealed that corrections facilities are now offering contraceptives as a result of this previous policy that California passed allowing transgender women to go into women-only prisons. Women incarcerated in California's largest women's prison are describing the conditions as a nightmare's worst nightmare after the introduction of new pregnancy resources in the Central California Women's Facility medical clinics. The new resources are a, um, an admission by officials that women should be expected to be raped when housed in prison with men where all sex is considered non-consensual by default within the system. New posters recently appeared in medical rooms outlining the options available to pregnant people in prison, including prenatal care, abortion, and adoption. Prenatal people. So that's what California looks like. And if you guys think that this is crazy and this is not something that's actually happening, well, a YouTuber who raped, who allegedly raped his 80-year-old mother who had dementia was originally put in jail with women, but he's now since been moved to a jail with men. This is from the Daily Mail. I'm famous on the internet, transgender YouTuber charged with raping. <laughs> and I love how the Daily Mail uses the correct pronouns to be politically correct. They, the Daily Mail writes, transgender YouTuber charged with raping her mom. But let me go ahead and fix that. Transgender YouTuber charged with raping his mom, 79, screams at judge after being denied bail and is sent to jail with male inmates after initially being housed with women. Um, and this is a YouTuber who is named Chris Chan. He continued to interrupt his bond hearing to brag about his internet fame and correct the judge's pronoun use. In court, Chan Chandler stomped his feet and demanded to be taken home. His bond was denied, and he allegedly raped his 70-year-old, 79-year-old mother, who is believed to have dementia. He was arrested after allegedly admitting to the crime on a leaked phone call. So there you guys go. And there's Daily Mail trying to be progressive and using the her pronouns. This is a biological male who raped his mother, allegedly raped his mother. And you want to use the correct pronouns? Daily Mail, get out of here. That's disgusting. This guy does, does not deserve any of that. And he should not be in a prison with females. And I'm glad that he got moved to a prison with males where he belongs because he biologically has a penis. He's biologically a male. So there you guys go. And it's not in just these jails in California. 
that we're hearing the term pregnant people or birthing people. It's not just these stories of biological men being put in prisons with women. And it's just, you know, like an anomaly. It's not something that we would typically see. This came out from CBS News yesterday. The headline reads, CDC now recommends that pregnant people get vaccinated. There's no such thing as pregnant people. There's a such thing as women. Women can get pregnant. I've never seen a man get pregnant before. I've seen a woman who has taken... I don't even know what the type of hormone or testosterone would be to make them grow facial hair, but they're biologically a woman, which is why they biologically have a uterus and are biologically able to grow a human. So yeah, biological women, still only people who can get pregnant. So this pregnant people nonsense is absolutely ridiculous. So CBS News, please just freaking stop. And on top of the manipulation of our language in regards to pregnant people, remember too, that on top of scientists, the medical associations trying to tell us that men can get pregnant and men can get periods, reminder as well that they think that life does not begin at conception and that a fetus can be killed because it's not really a baby. Well, a medical student is claiming that his school expelled him for his unprofessional pro-life views. He was a former University of Louisville medical student. He filed a lawsuit against the university claiming that he was expelled for his pro-life views. His name is Austin Clark, and he filed a lawsuit against the university's president and 13 other staff members, arguing arguing that the school condoned demeaning and harassing behavior and expelled him on behalf of his pro-life views. Um... He said that his pro-life views drew attention from medical school faculty in November when he hosted Christian speaker Alex McFarland. During his speech, McFarland stated that life begins at conception. And according to the lawsuit, it was after this uh, speaking event that substantial opposition from many faculty and students ended up happening. Uh, people tore down flyers of the event. And then after that, uh, Clark says that all of his teachers started treating him differently. Um, one conversation became particularly testy when uh, gynecology instructor Thomas Neely alleged, allegedly called Clark stupid and questioned whether his brain was working. Clark told the instructor that you're not going to treat me that way and you are the worst preceptor I've ever had. Then Clark said that the comments were demeaning and derogatory. He goes on to say that his mental health was deteriorating. And the school didn't care. Uh, the school said, like, hey, you can either step down from medical school or you can go in front of the school commission board and we can decide whether or not you need to be let go from the school. And they ended up um, recommending that he be dismissed from the school. So you guys go um, all the way from elementary school to our universities, people are not allowed to have biological views on science. You're not allowed to say that only men can be men and only women can be women. You cannot say that life begins at conception. You cannot talk about how a fetus is actually a baby, an embryo that will grow into a human. If that happens to you, you will have the full force of the liberal mob come against you. And that's not the only problem with our education system either. On top of the complete attack and brainwashing from the liberal mob, we also have Oregon's governor, Kate Brown, signing a bill suspending math and reading requirements for high school graduates. It's not just math and reading, though. It's writing, reading, math. You don't have to prove your proficiency in it in, anymore in Oregon. Uh, again, signed by Governor Kate Brown because she said that... Um, Math and reading essential skills have been unfair and challenging for students who do not test well. So there you guys go. You can be 
an absolute idiot and not know how to function in society at all, have no reading skills, reading comprehension, math or writing skills, and you can still graduate high school in Oregon. Now, how is this going to set these kids up for success in the future? How are they going to get a job? How are they going to write a resume? How are they going to learn how to handle money if they don't even know basic math? We're not setting up our kids for success in this country. We're setting them up for failure by putting them into these public schools, by putting them into these universities that are indoctrinating them and feeding them false science, feeding them false history, making them hate white people, hate this country, hate the American flag. And on top of that, you don't even know, need to know how to read or do math as well. So go ahead and go continue the destruction of America because it doesn't really matter anyway. You don't have to go to work, really. Don't worry about getting a job. Just pretend that you're looking for a job. So that way, when you're applying for unemployment and you're collecting your government stimulus check, you can at least say that, yeah, I tried to get a job. They called me back and they were going to hire me, but I just didn't go back because I wanted to continue collecting my government stimulus payment. Um, so yeah, I guess because of government dependence, you really wouldn't need to have a job anymore. So great job, Joe Biden. Great job to our entire public school system. Such a failure. This is why every single other country is laughing at us and why we trail so far behind in the world in regards to our education system, because this is what we're pushing in our schools. And this is how we act in America. We pretend that we are such bad people if we misgender somebody or use their incorrect pronouns, when in reality, we should be telling these people to their faces, well, you're kind of mentally ill and uh, I'm not going to kowtow to your insanity. If I'm not going to use your proper pronouns. I'm not going to call you a woman when you're a man. I'm not going to give into your mental illness. So you can miss me with that nonsense and stop indoctrinating my kids. Thanks. So on top of that, we also have the complete rewriting of history. This came out from CNN today. The inhabitant of a medieval grave in Finland may have been non-binary, a new study finds. How the hell... Do you find a skeleton and say, oh, yeah, like this person was probably non-binary? This article says it's because they found this person with jewelry and a pristine sword in the grave. They thought it was a warrior woman, but then because of the jewelry, because of the clothing, they decided it was a non-binary person. Did you ask this person if they were non-binary? No, y'all literally found a freaking finished skeleton and were like... Yeah, that's a non-binary skeleton. I can tell by the genitals. Uh, yeah, I, I can. I know it's just a skeleton, but still, I could tell. That's CNN. That is our education system. There we go. There we go. What else do we got, guys? Oh yes, Amy Coney Barrett. This is another new and big story today, because. A lot of people put a lot of hope and faith into Brett Kavanaugh, into Amy Coney Barrett. Donald Trump went to bat for them, elected them to the Supreme Court, basically saying that we would have conservative judges that were going to stand up for the average American, stand for the foundations of our country, stand for the Constitution. Most importantly, as Supreme Court justices are supposed to do, it is their job to interpret the Constitution and make sure that it is being applied to every American. Well, yeah, just go ahead and crumple that little old piece of paper up and throw it out the window. Uh, just in today, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett refused to block the Indiana University's vaccine mandate for students. She acted alone and gave no explanation. Um, 
So there you guys go. People, Americans tried to say that it was unconstitutional for the government to try or this school specifically to try to mandate that they get vaccinated. And the Supreme Court said, mm, yeah, we don't think so. Actually, they can do what they want. Um, there was, again, an emergency petition that was filed by lawyers representing eight Indiana University students called on the Supreme Court to block the university's vaccine mandate. And Amy Coney Barrett just denied the petition. So. There you guys go. Um, this Axios article reads that it matters because Barrett's denial, which was made without any dissent from other justices, upholds lower upholds lower court rulings that deem that the school had a right to mandate the vaccinations. And again, people will still make that argument. Oh, well, it's because these are private companies. This is a private school. Well, I'm not sure about the University of what was this? Indiana, it said. Yeah, Indiana. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of these universities get taxpayer funding. And then also that, too, there there's this argument as well that it's not even the government that runs America. It's the big corporations. It's Walmart who is mandating vaccinations. It's all of these airlines that are mandating it. It's these universities that are mandating it. So at what point does a private business get to stop infringing on your rights to have autonomy over your own body? Because you can say until you're blue in the face, well, it's a private company, just go to another one. Okay, well, let's say that you live in a rural area, you only have Walmart as your grocery store, you live in an inner city, and your local Walmart is where you go to grocery shop, but now you can't go in there, you can't go get groceries because you, you haven't gotten your vaccination. Again, how these private companies are infringing on our freedoms, but that's okay in America because, you know, they're private corporations, they can do what they want. Okay. <sighs> Now, we also are going to be talking about the new super ultra deadly variant of COVID that is going to be spreading. So, uh, you know, mark your calendars because I think it has like a, you know, launch date within the next two weeks. Super exciting. I love how we're getting like seasonal variants at this point. It's like, you know, every single time we get kind of bored with the Delta variant. Oh, Lambda's here now, guys. You guys are getting kind of bored. Don't worry. We got you. Do you guys remember the Epsilon variant too that came out a couple months ago? I don't know what happened to that. I guess it wasn't scary enough. So we had to come up with a scarier name. This came out today. The deadly Lambda variant could be neutralizing vaccines, new study says. What does neutralizing vaccines mean? It means that they uh, won't, they'll, they'll, they'll be immune to vaccines. You get vaccinated. Well, the Lambda variant is going to make it to where we're just going to have to shut down again because everyone could die from this. And guess what? It's apparently emerging in South America. South America. Very interesting. Who's coming over here from South America? A lot of illegal immigrants because, you know, our borders wide freaking open. Let's go ahead and check in on that. Oh, Yahoo News, 40% of migrants released in Texas border city test positive for COVID-19. Do you think they had the Delta, the Lambda or the original COVID-19 variant? I, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I mean, it's just it's like a freaking game at this point. Which variant do I have? I don't know. Well, I got 58 vaccinations and I got it. So it's probably the brand new Lambda variant. Super elite. It's cool. Like I caught it before everybody else, but no big deal. Ay, ay, ay. On top of 40% of migrants released into Texas border cities being tested positive for COVID-19, the illegal immigration numbers are out for the month of July, and they are peaking at over 212,000, a 13% increase from June. That's right, guys. Think about that. That almost a quarter million illegal immigrants crossed the border in a month in July. 13% increase from June. 
There's a lot of new studies coming out saying that the majority of Americans, the population, the demographic of America is now mainly Hispanics and Asians. I wonder why. Are borders wide freaking open? This is a straight up invasion at this point. A quarter million people in a month. And keep in mind, this isn't just people from Mexico. This is people from all over the world, all over the world. America's being infiltrated right now and nobody gives a damn about it. The Biden administration sure doesn't. Okay, now I have to play this clip for you guys because we are getting back to that period of time where we have a new variant. So, of course, with the new variant has to come new fear mongering, just like we saw last year. Come on, guys. We all know how this goes. Well, this video came out today from CBS News of a doctor who just had to come out and had to make a PSA about how bad things are getting. So everyone just everyone just watch this. Who had this message. I'm trying to encourage everybody to please take this Delta variant very seriously due to the transmissibility. It is incredibly contagious and our children are getting sick. Hey, right, can't do this. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and keep playing this. so You guys can watch this woman's reaction. But to be quite honest with you, I think that CBS News could have hired a better actor, maybe someone that was better at pretending to cry and wouldn't have laughed mid-segment. Like, look at this woman's eyes. She, like, looks nervous because she knows she's about to badly act and she, like, gets nervous about it. And she's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. What is this reaction? This is why people don't trust the media right here because you get hysterical doctors like this one who are like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Everybody's dying. and starts laughing. What? I mean, it sounded like a laugh to me. Maybe she was very serious, very concerned about the hospitals being overrun. She probably is only going to have like eight hours out of her day to work on TikTok dances because, you know, the hospitals are so overrun. Instead of one patient, she now has three. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to deal with. It's so scary that it's just comical and she just burst out laughing on freaking TV. I don't even take the new series thing anymore. I think it's just entertainment at this point. Come on, guys. Let's be honest. Um, on top of that, just like these doctors that are coming back on the media and telling us how scary everything is. We also have uh, school board members in Davidson County who just voted for children to wear face masks again in the upcoming school year. Well, here's some nice pictures of them not wearing face masks in the school so they can't even adhere to the ruling that they're trying to push on these poor kids. And, uh, you know, School people aren't the only ones. School board members aren't the only ones. We also have Chris Cuomo, who was partying in the Hamptons, which, you know, I'm not against that white boy summer. Okay, go ahead, Chris Cuomo. I see you. Everyone enjoys a good party once in a while. Okay, I like to party too occasionally. But I've never put out a tweet like this um, from back in uh, July of, yeah, back of July of this month, this year, this year. Chris Cuomo says, Good. Now call out when party people say otherwise. And he is responding to a Hill article that says, please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. Enough people have died. We don't need any more deaths. The Fox News host said, I believe in science. I believe in the science of vaccination. And then Chris Cuomo comments, good. Now call out when party people say otherwise. And then we have Chris Cuomo freaking partying. He'll probably be like, well, it's because I'm vaccinated. So like, that's why I was partying. And also I was going through a really hard time because my brother killed like thousands of elderly and that was like a really hard thing to get over because I'm like a part of the media and I should have held him accountable, but I didn't. But like also he sexually harassed a bunch of people. And like that was also really stressful. So like I had to go party a little bit for white boy summer. And um, 
I know that I've been telling people that like the Delta Lambda Chi variant is super scary, but you know, I got to let off some steam every once in a while. Chris Cuomo is such a freaking joke, man. Chris Cuomo is such a freaking joke. But there you guys go. There is our um, weekly dose of media hysteria because if you guys aren't scared, well, you should be because the Lambda variant is coming in full force. Okay. Okay. So just never leave your house again. Just to be safe, probably put your kid in the other room and only communicate them through a small hole in the wall, but make sure that you're triple masked before you do that because microbes could travel through the hole, infect your child, and everybody could die. That is how science works, okay, people? Like, oh my gosh, it's just really terrifying to live through this time in, in, in America when it's just like amoebas are just running rampant. The media is showing us doctors who are so bad at acting I think that is the most terrifying part of this broadcast that they couldn't have chosen a better actor. You know, it's like, if you're going to scare me, do it right. What the hell? What do you think this is? You think I'm just going to be scared? No, I want, I need some pizzazz. I need some flair. I need some passion in it. I need some tears. Okay. Like Andrew Cuomo, right? I really need to see the passion as he goes up in front of the TV. I want an award winning performance. So do better CBS news. Cause I'm not scared. Try again next week. So uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who we know as well, did not implement any new COVID restrictions until after Lollapalooza was over because Lori Lightfoot had to let loose too. She had to party a little bit as well. Uh, well, Ella French is a Chicago police officer who recently gave birth to a two-month-old baby and she was fatally shot and killed by a Chicago thug during, you know, in the line of duty. Um, so unfortunately, she leaves behind a two-month-old baby. Well, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot won't let tributes to fallen officer Ella French happen due to COVID-19 regulations. This is the same mayor who let 365,000 people come to Chicago to weeks ago for a music festival. So that's Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. If you guys want to go take drugs in a field, you know, with like 365,000 other people, totally cool. But if you're a fallen officer who died as a result of Mayor Lori Lightfoot's bad policies and allowing criminals to run rampant throughout that city, well, yeah, that's just really not an important thing. It's just like last year with George Floyd. Remember the golden casket? And remember um, Mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Frey, was literally like bawling at his golden casket on his knees. But then if Trump had a rally, it was like, whoa, 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 my God, that's a super spreader event. You almost killed me and my dog, you selfish Trump supporters. But also, please, we need to have 58 more uh, funerals for George Floyd. Let's get the dancing going. I really like it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. What else do we got here? What other hypocrisy can we highlight here? Oh, another correction. So yesterday we were talking about how the CDC had to correct Florida's COVID numbers because they overinflated them. Well, what other state, guys, can you think of that's been really attacked for their COVID protocols and not being safe enough? That's right. Good old Texas. Well, the Texas Tribune had to issue a correction and their correction reads an earlier version of this story overstated the number of children who have been hospitalized in Texas recently with COVID-19. The story said that over 50 5,800 children had been hospitalized during a seven-day period in August, but that number correctly referred to children hospitalized with COVID-19 since the pandemic began. In actuality, 783 children were admitted to Texas hospitals with COVID-19 between July 1st and August 9th of this year. And again, they got those numbers from who? The good old CDC. Let me just read that again. The story said 50. 
800 children had been hospitalized in a seven-day period. In reality, 783 children were admitted to hospitals between July and August. I just get speechless sometimes. Why do we still trust the CDC? Oh, yeah, we don't. <laughs> right. We are just uh, watching it all play out and slowly crying in the corner as we watch our country get destroyed. So on top of the other correction that has been issued because the CDC just keeps accidentally just fudging these numbers. These are really big mess ups, but it's just an accident, guys. I mean, you, you know, to err is human. To forgive is divine. And I think we should just continue to forgive the CDC and Dr. Fauci and allow them to continue destroying our country for the next year until COVID is eradicated, until not it doesn't exist anymore. You will never be free until it is eradicated, which it never will be. But we all have to do our part and never leave our houses again. Come on, guys. I mean, everyone just needs to get on board with this, okay? Please. Uh, San Francisco is now mandating proof of full COVID vaccination at indoor venues. So we saw that New York City was going to be doing the same thing. You have to have that uh, vaccine passport. I don't believe in New York that you have to have proof of full vaccination. I think it's just like proof that you have had at least one jab. Um, but in San Francisco, you have to show proof of full vaccination. So get your passports ready. Really funny because a uh, tweet circulating from Dr. Fauci from August of 2020 saying, I don't see vac vaccine passports ever really being a thing or coming to fruition. Yeah, I think he lied to us. I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just live and breathe politics, but who am I? I'm just an idiot. What can I say? <sighs> so on top of all of these things happening, like I talked about, if you try to discuss these issues on YouTube, I still do. And I know that inevitably my YouTube channel will be deleted for talking on these issues, which is why I have my show on podcast. It's harder to get deleted on podcast. Go follow me over there. And also why I house everything on my Odyssey account and on my website, savsaysofficial.com. Because YouTube is still deleting videos, the latest one, because remember, they suspended Rand Paul for a week from YouTube for talking about vaccines. Well, YouTube also deleted a press conference video of U.S. Congress member uh, Maliotakis announcing a lawsuit against New York City mayor's vaccine passport. So, you know, if you needed a little bit of uh, just some hope that there are some politicians that are trying to push back and fight back against this, well, guess what? You're never going to be able to find that information because YouTube is going to delete it before you even see it so that you remain hopeless and you think that everybody wants the vaccine passport and you're the weird one and you're alone in this so you should probably just succumb and bend the knee to it no this is how big tech works right here now that is the end of the the covid news for today it is the end of the science news for today. I did want to give an update too on Texas because yesterday I did go on a rant about how I feel like Texas is already a blue state, how all of our major cities are run by Democrats, how we have Democratic Texas judges that block orders and allow Democrats in Texas to continue to run rampant and commit criminal activity, and they never get held accountable. We also have Hollywood elites moving to Texas and a lot of these big tech companies moving from Silicon Valley in California here to Texas because they get a lot of tax breaks and it's more affordable to be here. But what comes along with those big tech companies? All of the liberals that work with them. 
So we're seeing now Austin already looks like mini LA. It's absolutely disgusting over there. There's homeless people peeing on the street at 2 p.m. It's super gross. I saw someone self-vaccinating under an overpass one time. They were very concerned about COVID, more concerned than I could ever be. Just vaccinating out, out in the open. Good for him. Um, but I will give you guys an update because I did just like tear into Texas. Um, the Texas Senate did pass that GOP election integrity bill after the Democrat filibuster ends after 15 hours. So that election integrity bill did pass. Shout out to the Texas Senate for that one. On top of that, the Texas Supreme Court just halted the Harris County judge's order that was protecting Democrats from arrest warrants. I was talking about yesterday how a Democratic Texas judge was uh, putting these these orders in place to protect the Democrats who fled to D.C. from being arrested. Well, the Texas Supreme Court said, no, 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 absolutely not. And Greg Abbott announced this today. And we also have the Texas House Surgeon at Arms beginning to serve arrest warrants for the 52 Democrats who fled the state to block that GOP voting bill. So I guess it's not all bad in Texas. We win some, we lose some. What can I say? Um, it's not all bad, I suppose. And I was reading this tweet, too. We'll end on a good note, as I like to do. Um, I was reading these two tweets. This one comes from Freedom Fairy on Twitter that says, My cousins ad adopted from Russia would eat the rinds and stems on fruit and hide anything shiny or expensive-looking tinfoil under his mattress. We are blessed beyond words to be here in America. And then Michael Malice retweets and says, A friend of mine told me of her Hungarian immigrant mom crying her eyes out the first time she was in a supermarket because that was when she saw that she'd been lied to her entire life, that they did not, in fact, have it better than in the West. So even though things do seem dire and they seem very disastrous here in our country, we should all do well to remember that we still are very blessed to live in America. We are blessed to have the freedoms that we still do have. We have the freedoms to buy guns in this country. I buy as many guns as possible. I want a kitchen gun, a bed gun, a nightstand gun, a gun for under my couch, you know, a gun for under my table just in case, maybe a gun for the bathroom too. Guns everywhere. Okay. In Australia, they can't do that. In Canada, they can't do that. Here in America, we still can. Here in America, we still somewhat have our freedom of speech. I was watching a video from Avi Yemeni, who is in Australia right now, and he was just taking footage of people getting arrested on the streets in Australia because they are not allowed to be more than five meters away from their home. And if they are, they get arrested or they get questioned by police. So there's just like military members in Australia roaming the streets. There's helicopters roaming the skies looking for people who are leaving their homes. So things could always be worse. And I did want to put into perspective that, you know, things could always be worse just because the past three episodes I've done have been very <sighs> fiery, if you will. And they've been a bit gloomy because this is what we're currently living through. But I put all of my faith and hope in God. And if this is the course that he is taking our country, maybe we, we deserve it because we are so spoiled in this country. Maybe we deserve to suffer a little bit. Maybe we don't deserve our freedoms after all. So that is all I have for you guys on this episode of Rapid Fire. Please, again, remember to go leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'm trying to get the ranks up on Apple Podcasts so that more people can hear about the show. Please remember to like and share this video as well and to go follow me on Odyssey on my website, staffsaysofficial.com. And if you guys are looking for emergency food supplies, I also have a discount code with my Patriot Supply. If you go to preparewithsavsays.com, you can get 25% off a four-week or three-month food supply. Um, I love this product. I use it myself. I would never promote anything to you guys that I don't use myself. 25-year uh, shelf life on these. And again, I've watched 
grocery stores be burned down and people not be able to go grocery shopping the next day. I've lived through the power grid failure here in Texas where we didn't have electricity or heat and all of the grocery stores were again cleared out. And then also the COVID pandemic where everyone panic bought everything. The shelves were empty. So don't wait until it's too late. Go to preparewithsavsays.com right now and go get 25% off on that emergency storable food. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your support and I appreciate you guys sticking with me as we navigate the state of America as it currently stands. This has been Savannah Hernandez and I'm signing out.